Hello and welcome to Healthy Vibrations once again. Super excited to be here and super excited to be with our guest today who's uh, from the UK and who's a health coach. We have Sue Sanders with us and she specializes in a connection between physical and mental health. So this is especially for all our youth sitting out there. Uh, you need to listen to this. Uh, and she's coming straight from the UK. We, we're going to listen to her journey. We're going to have some questions for her and we're going to learn how your physical and your mental health is connected. So like many other healthcare practitioners, Sue's passion for health and wellness began after she experienced difficulties in her own health journey. And she trained with the College of Naturopathic Medicine and took a functional integrative approach to health, working one-on-one -on -one with clients to identify the root cause of the problem and finding personalized, sustainable solutions for better physical and mental health. She currently lives in London and her husband, with her husband, two kids, two dogs, and two chickens. I'm very excited to see those chickens, Sue. They're an <laughs> oh. central part of our family. <laughs> yes. So, so welcome to Healthy Vibrations. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. I'm I'm very happy to be here and to be talking to you. Lovely to have you. You are a first guest from overseas, so thank oh, you for joining us today. Yes, first guest. So thank you very much for joining us today. And um, this especially this this podcast especially targeted to our youth as they struggle with a lot of mental health. That this is a very, very anxious generation since they have been they have been exposed to the internet ever since they were born, and with the pandemic and with all the uh, events happening around the world, these guys suffer a lot of anxiety. So I think it'll be very nice to hear from you how they can tie their physical and mental health grow up to be um, more healthy mentally, physically, and become the leaders of tomorrow to lead the world. So uh, thank you very much once again for being with us. Why don't we? Sh why don't you share your journey with us? How did you get into this? What drives you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? And um, making a difference each day in uh, the young lives as well as more. Yeah. So tell us. Well, my journey started when I was probably about the same age as your listeners. Um, so I was in my teens and... I had a hell of a time to be honest. I I started it's probably about 16, 17, I started to experience uh, bouts of depression and anxiety. Um, like you said, nowhere near uh, not as much to contend with as the as the youth today does have, but you know, um just the usual teenage stuff. And I at the same about the same time probably I wasn't eating very well, I was starting to go out late, I wasn't taking care of my body, and I ended up in my mid-twenties in quite a mess um, and uh, I was living in a in a slum in Streatham in London, a particular, not particularly nice situation to end up in and was at the end of my tether, I really was suicidal um, and I suffered these sort of huge bouts of acute depression and then I would have periods when I was almost hyperactive and as it transpired I was diagnosed in mid 20s so I was probably about 25 when I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder which is a condition where you do swing from this sort of deep depression to this hypermanic state where it can be very excitable so sort of like think ADHD kind of hyperactivity symptoms but then you would crash down the other side of that into this sort of really deep depression um, and yeah, it was a really difficult time. I, um, I, I wouldn't wish it on anyone and I wouldn't want to go back there. 
and I was very lucky I had help I had help from my parents I had a good connection with them I had I had um my sister was very close I was very close with her at the time and she literally came down and took me out of the horrible living situation I was in and took me in and got me a an appointment with a psychiatrist and we gradually clawed my way out of this this sort of this hole and it wasn't a it wasn't a quick process it was a very painful um process but i you know i've been asked before if you could push the button and take it all away would you and absolutely wouldn't because it's given me such an insight and a compassion for mental health issues across the board and to be able to um help and identify issues that my own children have now who are that age when I started to have these issues um, is invaluable um, and I did what I didn't realize back then um, was that what I actually started to do within my daily life in terms of my lifestyle in terms of my food my exercise getting outside all the different things that I now know to be beneficial I started doing those and it was had this sort of knock-on effect in my mental health. So my physical health was pretty rough back then as well. Um, I was doing all the things that you shouldn't do as a, as a kid. Um, and as I started to clean up my act in terms of my lifestyle and my diet, I noticed that I wasn't needing as much medication because I was on medication back then. I noticed that things were changing. I was feeling less anxious. That my highs were weren't as weren't as high. That my lows weren't as low. And I was really intrigued by this. And I started to learn. And I just I haven't really stopped learning since. Um, up to the point where I decided to train as a health coach so that I could actually then use those tools to help other people. And so it's that two things having this sort of. Uh, experience myself and then sort of doing the learning and, and having and educating uh, myself uh, combined the things that I now offer my clients in terms of you know giving them support and helping them help themselves because you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink and I think a lot of people they want to change but they don't quite know how um, or they're in a they're in this despairing state and they just don't see a way out of it um, And that's where I come in and that's something I'm deeply passionate about for all the reasons that I've just said Thank you so much. I so resonate with you just yesterday. I was doing a video on um, how to get rid of anxiety and back 10 years ago, when I remember again in my teenage years, not 10 years ago, but beyond that, 10 years ago was in my teenage, so no, no, no. <laughs> back in my teenage years, I was equally bad. And um, I, I, I was like a hamster on the wheel. I couldn't understand where my anxiety stemmed from and where it ended. And uh, it was like you were going around in circles and there was no end to this. And that's when I stepped into uh, all of my yoga practice, meditation practice, and you know all of these things. So it's amazing how our um, own journey kind of drives our passion and then we uh, mm. come into our reality. So it's very, very, um, very, thank you for sharing that with us now tell me so what was that point when you realized okay this far no further and uh, what got you to that point what was that turning point if you can recall it what was that turning point it 
the turning point I think uh, my low was being in a squat in London and wanting to end my own life and I remember my sister actually saying to me you almost persuaded me that it was better for you to take your own life because I had I gave her such a lucid argument about why I would be better off dead um, and she said it shocked her so much <laughs> that she'd almost got to the point where she was agreeing with me and I remember that that was a really a real turning point because she then got me she got me help and she got me um, she literally marched me into the office of a um, a private psychiatrist and psycho and, and a psychotherapist so I had psychotherapy and it was the turning point then was the going to the psychotherapy for two reasons one because it well for more than two but mainly because it was it was somewhere to go every week so yeah. when you you can't get out of bed or you just think nothing is worth it um for me there was that focal point that each week no matter what happened i had to get out of bed had to get on the tube had to cross london had to go and see this lady and that became sort of a bit of a lifeline and then as i did that and i then went through this the i think i had about 18 months at, uh, at the time a bit of psychotherapy um and at the same time i had i was medicated so we were trying different medications and that was starting to help um and and that then that that became the upward sort of spiral then but yeah, yeah it was it was that that feeling that i just had nothing left to give that was my rock bottom and I think everybody knows that feeling of rock bottom in their life yes, at yes. some point don't they and um, whether it's a physical uh, something physical you know um, it's 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 interesting to me that we all do seem to have to get to that crunch point before we do anything <laughs> um, yes yes we? we have to get to the rock bottom before Absolutely. we come up so. and that's we have to thing. I, you know, I'd love to prevent that you know that's why I teach my kids what I teach them and um, I try to teach um, teach people lifestyle um, habits and and ways that we can ways that they can manage uh, their health both their physical and mental health so that they never get to that point that would be my ideal thing that we don't ever get to that rock bottom and then have to have that eureka moment when we say right enough um, that's the sadness. I don't really want anyone to have to go through that and get right. to that point. And I think that's where coaches come in. I don't think, I think coaches are still, we're still trying to prove our profession, to be very honest, because a lot of people don't believe in the coaching profession, at least in the United States, it's still getting a little more popular. But I think, like you said, a lot of people know what they want to do, but they don't know how to get there. Yeah, yeah. And they lack accountability because not everybody has self-accountability. Yeah, I mean, I needed that. I needed that once a week to get me yeah. Yeah. through that period. And I think that's where coaching is invaluable. You know, not yes. just from what you're learning, but there's that, that routine and that lifeline and that sort of, that can be really, really um, important to people who are depressed and anxious, that they have that, those kind of like milestones that you get to. Um, and I, I don't think it's only depressed and anxious. I feel like anybody who wants to go from good to great, Yes. Um, needs a coach. 
Yes. You know, that's truly what I believe in. I'm like, everybody has a potential and often we don't have the ability to have that 50 feet strategy of looking at ourselves and saying, okay, what is it more that I can do? But when somebody from the outside comes in, you know, they can actually look at you from 50 feet above and say, okay, I, I think you're missing this. Maybe you can add this to your portfolio. Yeah. So Maybe I think that's where grow, a coach comes then, in. Yeah. You yeah, that you definitely need that that other perspective. Yeah, sure. yeah, absolutely. And I think the uh, like you said about the um, hitting rock bottom. I think my rock bottom was when I was uh, 20, 20, 15 years ago, when I was given a bottle of antidepressants. I went after I went through a bo uh, broken marriage, and I was walking back from the doctors, and she gave me an antidepressant, and I just looked at that. I said, no. I'm not going to do this. And I went and I flushed them down and I, and that, that was the day I got up and I never sat back again. Mm -hmm. So I think we all have that, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's very important for uh, our youth today and more people not to re hit that rock bottom. And if people like you and us, me and can save those people, why not? And we're not here to save, but at least do whatever we can in our, a little bit to kind of promote it. So uh, I know you believe in, um, you do physical and mental health. And I'm a strong believer that your phys your mental, your mind is a reflection of your body and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, because I'm a yoga practitioner. So that's what I believe. Um, and I do yoga every single day and I can't do without it. And I try and tell people this, that your body is a reflection of your mind. And sometimes youth look at me and like, what the hell are you talking about? So why don't you tell us what is the science behind it? So I can oh, explain well, to yeah, my children a little more science. I can give you a great example uh, of yes. the way your body and your mind is connected straight away. So if you think about an embarrassing thought, what happens to your face? You, your, your blood vessels dilate and you flush. If you think about something frightening and your heart starts to race, that's the mind, your thought, um, um, you know, influencing your body. There's a physical reaction in your body that comes from something you think that's the mind body connection so this isn't we this is this is what we experience this connection on a daily basis you know hundreds and hundreds of times but we just don't notice it because we're so used to it what we what's more interesting now is that what we're seeing is how how we think and how we feel can physic it has a physical manifestation in our body that has um, uh, things like, for example, we've, we've, you know, most people will accept that if they get stressed, they may get a headache or if they get nervous, they may get a, you know, a tummy pain. Um, but it, that's just scratching the surface. And, the, and there is a lot more to this mind body connection. The science is mainly that there is, um, our mind and body should never have been disconnected in the first place. We tend to treat in 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 this country and certainly in the U.S. I think as well. We treat the our body in these. It, we compartmentalize it. We treat our our brain. We treat our knee. We treat our wrist. Our our lungs. Our kidneys. Our, we have a different doctor for everything. You know, a skin doctor and a a. a you know, a, a musculoskeletal, or we have a doctor for everything. We treat everything separately. But the reality is, this, this we're not a machine. This thing works in synergy. It works as a whole. And so my question would be, why would you think, why would you think that the mind and body wasn't connected? I mean, it's Correct. so, so connected. And, you know, just these simple examples of, you know, when you think about something, when you think about eating your favorite food, your, your mouth can water, up saliva, right? Mine's just watering, just thinking about it. <laughs> right. 
so so that's that's a that's a real time you know example of this connection this isn't woo woo this is physiological changes and there's a there's a famous book by a lady called Candace Park which is brilliant for this if anyone wants to dig into the science and it's called it's called the molecules of emotion and she actually went out to sort of show and to prove that um, through science that how we think and how we feel has a physiological effect in, in our bodies and, and, and to demonstrate that. And before then, really, so that people used to think the brain was just this um, electrical kind of machine. And, you know, actually what we know now is it's far more hormonal. So we're just a, it's just a bag of hormones. And um, I think Candice Pert, she describes the body as being um, the unconscious mind, which I think is a fantastic <laughs> way of thinking about it. Yes, so yes. That, that, that reflection is really much more of a, um, it's like a super highway. So we have, we have a, a, um, something called the vagus nerve, which you probably know about if you're doing yoga, right? So which, which goes from the base of our, our, our brain uh, right down into, into our stomachs, into our gut, into our gut lining. And that's a super highway of information. So that's um, both ways we get information, both electric, electrically through there, um, between our brains and our guts. And through our guts, into all other organs, because through our bloodstream and into, our, into all other all, all our organs in our bodies are affected in, by electrical and hormonal messaging that goes on when we think and when we feel interesting very interesting i think that these are the same messages that we talk in yoga except we just talk in two different languages right yeah. i think that's the only difference right i think we're all spreading the same message and i say the same thing i'm like you know you feel that um that gut feeling like you said when you're nervous yeah. your stomach goes upset you when you're anxious yeah. your stomach is upset so yes i agree with you so maybe hopefully all our youth who are listening to this will now have be feel a little more connected with this so how do you think sue can we improve our mental health with positive lifestyle changes as you know in the united states specifically um the junk food that people mm -hmm. eat here and when when you go to schools and you and my son is now older he's now going to be 19 but when he was younger and i was i would go and look at his meal plans in school i was absolutely it was disgusting it was beyond disgusting i was like my child is not going to eat food like this but that's how people eat here in the United mm. States. And obesity is very common in the United States. So how do you think, uh, can we improve our mental health with positive physical lifestyle changes, whether that's our eating habits or whether that's exercising, how does that imp impact us? Yeah, food is a big one because it affects a lot more than your physical health. Um, let's start with food. So yeah, junk food is a big problem high sugar diets are a big problem especially with anxiety um especially with depression especially if you already have a um you know and you you have some kind of uh, depression or anxiety then these are thing then diet is something that you should definitely look at um in terms of sugar we all know that feeling when you've had too much sugar you've ever you know everyone's fed their little toddler too much sugar and seeing them go crazy wild so we so we know we know what happens when too much sugar is in the diet um what goes up must come down so you get you get what we get blood sugar spikes and then they crash down and that can affect our mood um just as much as it affects it does also affect lots of other 
physical things in our body which are which are, are not things you want to get into um but you know sorry let me just turn my light back on no you're um, fine you're fine uh yeah so the diet not only affects you uh, immediately so you often get that immediate effect so you can feel in your body the effect of what you've eaten if you've eaten um high sort of palatable calorie high fat high um sugar processed foods are the worst so by processed or ultra processed uh, we mean anything that's not a whole food. It's not one ingredient. So your apple is one ingredient. Your um, anything with a list of ingredients that's packaged. That's you know these are processed foods. Now some processed foods are okay. Bread is a processed food. You know um, it has more than one ingredient. Um, but things that are uh, have really long things you should look out for are the ones with really long shelf life. So anything that lasts really long, and fast food. So fast food tends to use like trans fats and these fats are particularly um, nasty in terms of our mental and physical health because they, um, uh, they incite inflammation and inflammation is systemic. So inflammation in your body will be inflammation in your brain. Um, so the definitely food is something that everybody has control over. You know, I think that's why it's such a it's such a powerful tool when you're when you're trying to improve your overall health. You do this, you know, you putting food in your mouth three or four times a day or, you know, more. So you 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 have this opportunity and everything you put in your body um, can either help you or harm you. It's either going to be a positive force and it's going to help you feel balanced, feel calm, feel full feel energetic have good sleep or it's going to do the opposite and i think it's definitely one that a lot of people don't think about especially when it comes to mental health i think we know we all know yes. that eating eating you know crap food is junk and junk food isn't isn't good for us but i don't think we really understand how how long lasting those effects can be in terms of our mental health when i changed my diet was when my mental health changed for absolutely for sure and I now treat my son who has ADHD through diet and the oh the the changes in his symptoms of ADHD which were really profound he had this a very severe type of ADHD were amazing so it, and they weren't overnight it's not a quick fix and I think that's the thing you know a lot of people want a magic bullet or a tablet or you know pill but it is profound and it's lasting and he is a happier healthier boy and the knock-on effect from using food in this way and from addressing how you eat is that it, it, it cleans up everything else so not only do you you know you feel better in your body you may lose weight if you had to lose it you have more energy you you are less anxious less depressed you feel you know all of these great things you also suddenly have better sleep you know and yes, yes. that comes to my second one which is sleep because sleep without sleep forget it yeah. you know uh, it's everything and I think that's one thing that young people kind of poo poo a bit because ugh, you know go to bed you need to get you need to get your sleep and and it's just like rolled eyes and yeah whatever i'll sleep when i'm dead i mean that's the culture we live in isn't it the sort of you know sleeps for the week <laughs> um and it's and it's terrible terrible because 
you know, one night of, uh, I heard this recently, which has shocked me actually, that one night of disrupted sleep can be akin to having uh, uh, drink driving if you've had more, more, a glass of wine. So you're, the impairment that happens with lack of sleep is profound. And that has an effect on your irritability, on your congeniality, how you feel, how you can handle stress, um, how you can concentrate at college or school. Um, it also affects how you eat, funnily enough. If you get poor sleep, mm -hmm. you're more likely stress to eating. stress yeah. eat. Yeah. So yeah. these are really intertwined and the, the knock-on of those two things. Um, and the other thing I think young people could do really easily, actually, um, as a benefit to their mental health is get outside and I don't think we do it enough and I don't I, th I don't think people realize how profound that can be and there are studies now um, that show the reduction of cortisol and adrenaline in the body from spending time in nature so in the UK now for example um, our NHS our health service have just started to prescribe what they call a green prescription for people with uh, anxiety and depression, for instead, you know, instead of just handing out the pills, they say, right, you're going to come and spend some time in nature, and then you have these sort of green prescriptions. When oh, they also, nice. it's 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 really it's just a groundbreaking, I think, that we, that we're thinking in. I know the one thing now. the one thing I don't agree with this in this country is they hand over medications so easily. Yeah. I mean, I have yeah. so many children who just whose parents will come to me and say, my child is on antidepressants. And that's the next thing that I want to hear from you is and I'm like, what are antidepressants? Basically, you're putting a lid on the depression and you're saying, don't come out. Yeah. And you're giving yeah. somebody a tablet and saying, don't come out. And the minute they stop taking the tablet, their depression raise its ugly yeah. head again yeah. so you know that's um and more and more young people are getting onto it so what is your thoughts on antidepressants very keen to hear this uh this is for our youth coming from a health coach uh we'd like to hear your views on it so less well, yeah, youth can can kind of depend on antidepressants anxiety pills antidepressants all of these things i think there's a I time mean, and a place mm -hmm. for medication I think that if you are in a really bad place, then meds like SSRIs um, and anti-anxiety can be the motivation to get you that, to claw your way out of that hole. So I'm not anti-meds. I was on meds myself for many years, but they are a stepping stone. They are not a panacea. They are not the answer to the problem. They are a tool that can support you while you find the answer to the problem. And they shouldn't, I don't think they should be used long term. I don't think they, personally, I don't think they should be prescribed as much, not even half as much as they are, you know. They yeah, are especially in the United they States. They still are here. Um, and they're not, they're not, their efficacy is, is not that great. I mean, I can't remember the statistics, but I, th I think it was only something like 50% of people actually respond. Um, so they are, and they come with a lot of side effects, you know, plus it's, you know, sort of been demonstrated that things like that, which is things that the sort of things that we're discussing, these lifestyle, you know, habits and things that you can do to support yourself have as much effect as antidepressants. So you can, if you change your diet, if you, if you can 
you know get outside if you connect with people this is a really important one exercise movement you know yes. these things are as effective as antidepressants but you need to be in a good place to do them and that's where antidepressants i think come in is that you know i've i've been i've had clients that have said i want to get off my tablet I mean, we have several people come to me because they want to get off tablets they want to come off their meds and that's that's brilliant and that's admirable and admirable and we do do that and we we try and get them we get them off these meds but it's you you have to have those habits and those processes running um you, you know you have to be in that place that you can uh, be happy healthy confident enough in a good place to then wean off those meds because and like you said you need to find out what's that what was what's the cause what's the root cause of that depression so what was causing those problems and if a person has a really bad diet for example then the first thing i would say is right we need let's let's clean up the diet because this connection between your gut and your brain the gut brain mm -hmm. access so what you eat not you know it's not just um it's not just damaging in terms of the high sugar content and um, the, it's damaging in what you're not eating as well. So it's not just what you are eating and, and the sort of- It's what you're not eating. It's what you're not eating. And if you're not eating high fiber and vegetables and all of these things, you're not feeding your gut microbiome. And your gut microbiome, as you probably know, is this little, uh, I, I call them an army of like minions um, in your, yes. <laughs> that live in your gut that basically, digest your food for you mm -hmm. and they do a lot more than that they they're, they're basically the epicenter of your health and what they do with the food that we if we feed them well they will chomp up our food and they we they love particularly fiber and short chain they make short chain fatty acids out of them and then these the metabolites of what goes on in our gut become our neurotransmitters so we make serotonin in our gut we make um, dopamine we make we make these things and we also our our gut then talks via our vagus nerve and through hormones that they you know are then released into our bloodstream to our brain um so it's it's a it's it, our gut health and what we eat is so fundamentally important to our uh mental health that it's you couldn't have one without the other so if you are just sticking taking a, an antidepressant and carry on in eating uh you know terrible food and you're not moving and you're not getting outside and not doing all these things i can't see how that's going to ever be a solution you know in my eyes mm -hmm. um and I think a lot of people will stay on those meds for a really long time. And then I get that's when I get them. I, they will come to me and say, I've been yeah. on this med for however many years. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't even make me feel good anymore. I can't, you know, I've got all these side effects. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a time and a place. And maybe at that rock bottom time, that's the time and the place. But they are not, not a, they are not a panacea and they're not a long-term solution. And they are also not effective if we're not doing all the other things as well in my opinion.
Yeah, no, I agree with you. So to all the parents, thank you, uh, Sue. That was super helpful. To all the parents and to youngsters who are listening to this, please, let's keep in mind, do not put your children on antidepressants immediately the minute you find out that they're struggling because that's the easy way out. We can't fix it. Visit a health coach. Go find out what's the good diet for your child to have or uh, help them go outside but do not put them on antidepressants as your first um, answer to any problem. Mm-hmm. A humble request to all parents and to all youngsters. I'm very keen on one more question, Shu. So, so mm-hmm. um, what kind of foods do you actually promote? I know you said not unprocessed foods, but mm-hmm. is there any particular kind of foods that you promote to our youngsters which you think would be beneficial for their mental health? Yeah, so... Um... Actually, the Mediterranean diet has been shown to be the most beneficial to mental health uh, yes. or a modified Mediterranean diet. And that's basically what I what I have eaten for many years now. Um, and I tweak it. I get better and better. I, I tried many different diets, um, including going vegan. And actually, then I added back in fish for my mental health. So um, a Mediterranean diet style... Um, diet would be mainly whole foods minimal amount of processed food i still eat cake on my birthday i'm not saying but you know on a daily basis i'll eat um whole grains so oats barley you know um quinoa i don't know if you have that there you know grains whole grains um i will eat legumes chickpeas and beans and lentils as much as i can i eat fish Fish is particularly good for mental health, or omega-3s are, so oily fish. Oily fish, not a lot of kids like them. Um, My son, for example, he doesn't like fish, so I actually do supplement with that. That's one of the things I would supplement with is a good omega-3 fatty acid, um, because that's Mm -hmm. actually one of the supplements or one of the um, compounds that has the most research behind it when it comes to mental health. uh, what else? Um, the eat the rainbow. I mean, the old the old ones are the, are the have the most truth in them, don't they? So I remember my grandmother talking about eating the rainbow, and you know, dash it all, she was right. Um, with all the, the science that we have now, what's telling us is is that those that gut my, microbiome we we're talking about the little guys that are you know beavering away. Um, they love diversity, so they love um, you giving. They don't really particularly like having the same thing over and over again. So, say for example, you were eating a really super healthy diet, and you were only eating carrots and kale and you know chickpeas, but you were eating it every day. It would. It's still not diverse enough. So, trying to eat as many different kinds of things. Again, this is not. I know kids are not particular. Can be picky, but you know, try things. Just keep trying and keep trying them. Even trying something is good because you're 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 you know shaking things up. But lots of different vegetables and fruits, um, and try not to eat things that are you know overly processed. They and and I think the thing is when you eat. So if you're eating really late at night as well, mm, that can really disturb your sleep. And it can make you feel anxious. So if you're yes. like I, I was, you're lying in bed. So the, the one of the problems I, I hear a lot is people can't get to sleep. The kids can't get to sleep. They get wired up. I mean, my son terrible for this because I think that, that moment before he goes to bed is the only time he hasn't got tech in front of him, for starters. So then the mind starts going, right? There's no more tech, no more disturbance. The mind starts going. And that's when he felt, you know, he felt a lot great deal of anxiety. Um, 
I think that can happen that time just before bed we get anxious and you know the ways we don't help ourselves through that is the blue light so having the tech late at night eating late at night so whatever you're eating is particularly sugary stuff if you're eating sugary stuff late at night um that that can make you feel disconcerted and anxious and a little bit worried it's going to and it's also going to impact your sleep and how well you sleep so even if you are getting to sleep if you've just eaten if you've eaten late even if you've eaten quite healthily in fact if you've eaten really late your body's still digesting it and so your body's still working so you're not going to be in that lovely rest and restoration phase of sleep that you know you can get into so that's yeah that's something that everybody could could think about yeah, I think it's important to have a night routine to have a morning routine because it's a cycle, right? If you don't get good yeah. night's sleep, then you wake up in the morning, then you're cranky and you can't, you can't achieve anything and then you have a bad day and then it falls into the night. So I think just to think of having a night routine to have a good morning routine, I think that that kind of works well. So yes, that was super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my last question, So I've been having this battle with my son. I'm vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for a few years now. Um, and I've been wanting to turn vegan, but he's totally against it. I want to hear your views on a vegan diet. And right. what are the... Um, in and lots of people are vegan health here. Or physical health or both? I think both. I think both. I, I've come across a lot of people who have gone vegan and of course they um, great bodies and they the yoga instructors, mostly in the yoga world, and they're all, most of them are vegan. So uh, I want to hear your views on it because I know it limits your diet and how does it affect your mental and physical health? Well, I think I know a lot of very, very healthy vegans. Um, and it's, it, yeah, it's a, it's a diet and a lifestyle that I would fully support. I think it's, it's definitely down to the individual. When you, if you are vegan, then there may be a couple of supplements that you would want to take in terms of like your vitamin b12 and possibly omega-3s um just because you can't get them in abundance from food with omega-3 and vegan um for example you can you you can find omega-3s in things like flax in seeds and flax seeds mm -hmm. and walnuts and this sort of thing but the body doesn't um convert it into the kind of um omega-3 that we can use that's bioavailable to us uh, particularly well so there would be some supplementation i personally would supplement and when i did a vegan diet i did supplement and actually i still supplement with b12 because i don't eat red meat um or any meat actually i only eat fish mm -hmm. but i i don't you know i don't i think it's each to their own on that one i think as long as you're diverse, you have a diverse range of foods. I think that's way more important. Um, and you listen to your body, you listen to how it feels. I mean, that's that's why I ended up adding fish back into my diet because and 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 eggs because eggs from my own chickens. Because <laughs> <laughs> I found that so cute. <laughs> yeah, we've got them. Um, but you know, I I I I tried these things and I say, how did it feel in my body? And this is way more important, I think. You know, and, and, and it's principles. So it's out of, you know, what are your values? What are your principles? Are you eating in line with those? If Can you find a way that you can eat um, in line with your values and principles that, that feels good in your body? And it's as simple as that. And, you know, I don't think any one diet is particularly better than another. Um, I think it's a it's personal choice and you make it work for you, whatever, you know. It, I don't think one, you're healthier because you're vegan. I know also a lot of very unhealthy vegans. 
Because that's it. I think vegan diet food. gives you like a lot of energy. I think that's the only reason that I'm interested in it. Only if it's a whole food plant, you know, a whole food vegan diet. If you, you Oreos are vegan, right? So you could just mm -hmm. eat Oreos and vegan ice cream all day. And that's not that you can say I'm vegan, but you're not healthy. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, that's it depends true. on the quality of the diet rather than the what you know what the breaking down those components and sort of like it's like the, the fight over low fat and low carb it's like ah oh, get over it already you know it's about quality of in the individual um foods rather than you know you know the arguing about which is which is has the most virtue i think so Wonderful. Yeah. I think I can go on and on and on. And I know I said last question was the last question, but I'm going to ask you one more. Okay. Your thoughts on organic? On organic. Okay, well, yeah, there is some merit to organic. Um, because of the way that we farm and the soil and the, the pesticides that are used in the soil, it can make a big difference. So, but, you know, I try and go for organic when there's a there's a there's a um oh gosh now what it's called it's called the the clean 15 and the dirty dozen if you can look it up online where it shows you the best foods that uh, to, to to choose organic so say if you had all the money in the world and you were like i'm just gonna buy organic everything that's that's fine you're hedging your bears you, you know you, you're getting good good produce that's great. But if you were like me and you're like, oh my goodness, it's really expensive organic food. I can't it is. <laughs> then you go to the Lean 15 Dirty Dozen um, list and they're, they're every year and they show you basically which foods use the most pesticides and which are the most um, uh, susceptible to pesticide uh, um toxicity. For example, like an avocado has got a really thick skin. You know, things like that, but grapes have a very thin skin and you just wash them and put in your mouth. So it, it gives you a list of, of, of what you could, sh if you were just doing a minimum amount of organic sh uh, food shopping, then just do those things. And then, you know, but I do, I, I am a believer in organic is better, I, I must say. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I can go on and world. on. I have so many more questions in my head, but I know we're all limited on time. But I think this is a good introduction to mental and physical well-being to our youth and to the parents of the youth. Um, we will be putting uh, the podcast on our various uh, channels, on our various social channels, as well as on YouTube. And we will mention uh, um, Sue's channels also, just in case you'd like to follow her. She's a health coach based in the UK again. She goes by One Precious Life. So please feel free to follow her on Instagram and on, um, Sue, are you on Facebook too? Yes, yes, One Precious Life UK. So follow her on Facebook and Instagram and you'll get some great balls of wisdom. We all need a healthy life. I think the one thing that pandemic has taught us is the only thing that you can take, the, the one thing that you need to take care of is your health. So yeah. with that, thank you. So thank you so much for being with us on such short notice. I know I didn't give you a lot of time, but thank you and making <laughs> the time for us to um, be able to uh, grasp all your knowledge. Um, and I'm sure um, we will keep in touch and yeah, see, uh, yeah, thank you so much.